You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Billy Bradley, we said last week that the Chevrolets were starting to come alive, that the Toyotas maybe slipped a little bit since they weren't on a super speedway, and it looked like those Chevrolets were coming up strong and maybe they have something for them out there in California and lo and behold the 88 is back in victory lane fact, Billy the 88 was fast off the truck fast in practice fast in qualifying and finished the race first obviously but I, one of the big stories that we have here in early 2020 is the fact that the Chevy nose has gone through a couple different changes now, and it hadn't been very good whatsoever the last two years. And then all of a sudden, we get a new design right before they get rid of this entire body, Billy Bradley, and the Chevys are back up front at California Speedway and look like they may be the cars to beat here soon. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing that, you know, Chevrolet's finally got the uh, the edge back on the field for a few races anyway, you know. You know, all this year is kind of, you know, not really a waste of time, but we're getting a brand new car next year that, you know, that Chevrolet could go all the way back and Toyota could get that advantage back. But it's great to see them up back up in front of the field. There were a bunch of them up in the top ten. You know, we did have some Toyota news early in the weekend, Billy Bradley. looked like underneath several of the Toyota cars, Hidden underneath a decal, <laughs> there was a little dimple area in the in the front of the nose on that on that Toyota. And oddly enough, those guys struggled the week before in Las Vegas, and they weren't so so hot in practice. But towards the end of the race, Billy, uh, the Toyotas were coming up there. Kyle Busch had made his way up there, um, but absolutely, as soon as NASCAR found something, uh, they 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 took it away from them. Then all over there at JTG, we had talked about how Ricky Stenhouse was doing a hell of a lot better this year. Boom, they got caught with it too, fall back in a pack, and didn't really didn't have a that much of a day. It sounds like, and Billy, I know you and I are both a fan of cheaters. Uh, we love cheating up a race car and getting away with it. But it sounds like maybe either Chevy got – better at hiding this stuff, the new nose, or, or maybe JTG Jordy aren't good enough to cheat yet. How, what do you think happened there? <laughs> well, they're probably still learning a few things on how, how to cheat up a car. You know, they've got a pretty good driver, you know, as long as he doesn't tear his equipment up in in-house. So they still got to get better on trying to hide their stuff. Yeah, because they stick out like a sore thumb. And Listen, Rob Lopes is going to have one – Rob, there's a lot of a lot of technical stuff going on with wheels here this week, Billy Bradley. But let's bring Rob Lopes in. Rob, you know what? I'm glad yeah. you're bringing me in because there's a lot of technical stuff in general. So, just to clarify, the JTG cars wasn't a nose issue. It was uh, something a little more, a um, little more, let's just say, really dark gray where they were playing, and it wasn't. Oh. A nose. Uh, okay, all right. Well, I didn't know. Billy, did you know that? I did not. Yeah, I, I assumed yeah. it was a nose, but I'm not even sure they even uh, said what it was. So, No, they had a little something mechanical going on that helps kind of their side force. And, uh, uh, and they've and, got 
discovered, and all of a sudden they said, okay, we're going to play this game. You crew chiefs are gone today. Bye. Yeah, it's a big deal, isn't it, Rob Lopes? Well, it's pretty obvious that NASCAR's not playing around. I mean, and they're cracking down on everything. And they are trying to – I think they're trying to prepare us for next year where they're not – where it's going to be damn near zero tolerance for everything that's – you know, we're not going to be playing games with the body. We're not going to – you know, it's going to be OEM stuff. It better Mm -hmm. match. It better match the drawings. It better match the CAD. Yeah. And they're not, and they're trying to get us ready for that, because they've cracked down on every manufacturer for one thing or another. Yep. And they're not playing, so they're going no. to make life a little more difficult for everybody. And uh, and you know, if you want to play the game, then you got to be ready to pay the price. And getting your crew chief uh, ejected, Billy Bradley, right before the race is a pretty big. Uh, Billy, I, that is, I mean, that is going straight. To, and they didn't even find him, but I think ten points, but. You know, getting rid of one of the the guys on the ten team is to one ten thing. Spot. Keep that in mind. Yeah, ten true. I mean, that, that's spots in the race. That's a, that's a good that's a good chunk. Um, but to get your crew chief taken out, Billy, we haven't seen that very often. And there's been a lot of cheating going on in NASCAR for a lot of years. But I think that sends a clear message to everybody. I want to interject yeah, right now, sure. real quick. Yeah, the the crew chief part of it. Yes, they haven't been ejecting crew chiefs because. The teams are so layered now that yeah. if you throw the crew chief out on Saturday, there's time for the teams to react. Mm-hmm. But if you throw the crew chief out Sunday morning, yeah, that that's a game changer right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's definitely a game yeah. changer because that's we're so layered I mean. now, and there's so much stuff that, that that can be done. If if you give the teams time to react to a crew chief getting ejected, that's yeah. why that's why now the penalties go more toward the car chief, yeah. more toward the engineers, because right. there's guys that can fill the gaps, and yeah. their crew chief can, you know, he can... Move his team around. That. Yeah, yeah, you can move things around if you have time to do it. When you eject yeah. a man Sunday morning, <laughs> that's a game changer, you know? Yeah, it's a little chaotic all of a sudden. Um, that, I think that's the way we should. they should do it, is, uh, you know... Kind of throw a curveball in every now and then, because just like you said, Rob, they do it on Saturday night. You know, there's phones and other ways they can relay messages and all oh. that. You do it the morning of that race. That, that that's a curveball. Yeah, yeah, that's tough to come sure. back from from that standpoint. And Billy, I thought you know from a, just a a fan's perspective, getting back to the action on the track, I, we we said it. Late last year, been saying it this year, it's probably the best racing we're going to see in the last 10 years is getting ready to take place. But I thought California race was probably a seven and a half, eight, maybe a little bit better, Billy. Um, as far as the race goes, there was some action. There was some pit strategy. There was long. I mean, what's not better? Rob Lopes, we had tire wear out there. We talked on the newscast. He kept talking about cording on the tires. And so when you got a track, where everybody can can maneuver a little bit, have some tire wear, where the driver plays a big part of it. Billy, I thought that race was a solid seven and a half or eight. What do you think? I would agree with you. The the restarts were phenomenal again. The, you know, with tires were a big thing. It seemed like as far as you know, watching it on the TV. But uh, man, every race we've had this year, we say it. It seems like we keep saying this over and over. It's 
the on-track product is producing more now than it did last year. And we talked how good it was last year. Yeah, we said that last year and the year before as well. Rob Lowe's when the when the tires get out there and get down to the cords, uh, that makes your nervous or your your driver and your team a little bit nervous when he's uh, when he comes in there. Did y'all see any bad tire wear there in your pit in your pit area? We didn't see bad tire wear, but we were definitely wearing tires out. And California, the thing to remember is, is these places that haven't been paved in a while, that the asphalt mm-hmm. has aged, aged considerably. Like this, we're still on the original pavement from when this place was built in the yeah, 90s. Wow. Yeah. So that makes a big difference. And, and the thing to remember is if you get tire wear, that means the drivers have to manage their race cars. Yeah. That means that brings pit strategy into it. Uh, yeah. And, and – you know, like like they make these stages when we're, you know since we're still in the stage thing, you know these stages are long enough where you're not going to make it to the end. Right. You have to pit, and what you're doing is instead of running to the end of your fuel, you're going to come. You know, when somebody comes in like lap thirty, lap thirty-five, you're going to draw everybody else in because you're giving up so much time to fresh tires. You can't afford to stay out there. Right. Not yeah. to mention the fact, like you said, the tire wear is huge. And and the guys that are going hard, you know, the guys that ran the top early or the guys that are going that were, you know, they dived the apron in three and four in California, you know, that's hard on tires. Yeah. So, you know, if you can get your car hooked up down there, man, you're doing great. If you can get your driver to manage his tires, he's going to hang on a little longer. You know? And that also, Billy, like what we said. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, we saw that happen on pit road because they're running so fast. They come down there. They know they're gonna, the tires are corded. There's not a whole lot of, uh, I mean, you're taking four tires when you get in there, Billy. How many saw accidents on pit road? Saw, uh, I mean, Kurt Busch misses pit, pit stop, ended up coming back, finishing third. But there was action all over the track. And then you, it was, and, and from, a, from a true NASCAR fan perspective, to be able to see Alex Bowman run up front and then fall back two or three spots, four spots, and then 20 laps into a run, start picking them off again. That's what fun racing is to me, Billy Bradley. And thanks to the tire, thanks to the, the, the track conditions out there and this new spoiler we have, the, the race I thought was, was a solid race, Billy. And I think if we go to – we're just going to go straight to the Phoenix – We've got a shorter fin on the back of that thing, Billy Bradley. Now, this race last year kind of sucked, I would say. I mean, it just wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. But, Billy, I am unbelievably excited about what's going to happen out here in Phoenix. Yeah, I think we're going to see a great race. And, you know, downforce is pretty much taken away, or at least cut in half on this package. Correct, Rob? Hey, Rob. Yes, sir. The downforce on this package, we're going with that smaller fin. Uh, is it roughly about half of what it you, what it was last year? It's less than half. Is it's it really? It's almost a super speedway spoiler. Yeah, it's about a three-inch blade on the back. Mm. Once they took splitter away, yeah. um, they have taken downforce away on both ends of the race car. They're making a low downforce package because that's what the fans mm. want to see on a short track. So we are taking downforce away. And it, it, it should make for a much better race on the short track. And I think you're going to see a much different race this time than when we were here in the fall. I really, I, I think it's going to be a lot, a whole different show. I really believe that. Right. Well, is this, go ahead, Billy. Is this going to be the same package we run at the 
Ne- no. Okay. I got I got my races mixed up here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. And, you know, we talked about this new package <laughs> and how last year we weren't sure. You know, we all knew that something had to be had to happen at the end of the year. Uh, we weren't sure NASCAR was going to do anything. They said they weren't. They ended up doing it. It's the first time we're going to see no. this package. What's that? Hold on. I do. I am right because we're not racing the finale in Homestead. We're, it is going to Phoenix this year, so I yes, am right. That is correct. Will this be the same package we run at the final race this year, Rob, or have they released that information? Uh, unless, uh, unless they change something – you know, from, during the season, the this is what this is what we're going to see on the smaller tracks. We're going to see low downforce stuff. You know, to make the cars move around a little bit more. You don't need all that. You don't need that big downforce on these short tracks. They want the, they want these guys to drive them a little harder. And I, they're like putting, I said, unless something changes, the drivers' hands. Yes, that's correct. Well, that's always a good thing. And Billy Bradley, we'll just stay right here on on these rule changes and and not really package changes or whatever. You had a little bit of heartburn earlier this week when we found out that they were doing away with the five lug system on a 15 inch wheel and going to one center lug <laughs> on a 18 inch wheel. Billy Bradley, you had a lot of heartache early in the early in the week about that. I understand maybe you've softened your stance a little bit, but what had y'all been out of shape this week? <laughs> well, I was kind of, you know, I like to, I like to think that this, you know, we look at it as the driver doing all the work. Not really all the work, but, you know, he, he's the one who drives the car. And you take that pit crew, like, I love to take a new fan down on pit road and watch that fan see them change that first set of tires. You know, when that yeah. guy gets that impact and he's hitting all five of those lugs, Man, that's that's amazing to me and when you're taking it away and then it took good old Mike Davis to to put it in perspective <laughs> how the we if you want to get technical about it, you know, you don't take away a four piece jack away to jack it up. So yeah. I was like, you know, he's got a valid point on that. So I kinda well, had a little softer turn to it. Well, I want to tell you something right now. When I first took my son to the racetrack, um, and I was uh, Matt Kenseth was and had the killer bees with him, Billy Bradley, and he was always pit in the very first uh, spot when right. you come down pit road or the last pit spot, whatever one, whichever one you want to say. And so we sat across from there and watched those guys run around that car, and that was something phenomenal to see, you know, how them hit every every one of those lugs and all that kind of stuff. And it certainly is going to change the game. I hope Rob Lopes not getting heartburn or something. Uh, <laughs> Rob Lopes is calling us from outside of a sushi restaurant in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, uh, and, yeah. and I know that sounds crazy. It's not gas station sushi, I swear to God. You know, yeah. I've always seen sushi in the middle of the desert, but hey, you know, I'm on a different timetable than we what we normally do. So, we're, we, you know, we're making the best of what we got to work with right now. Yeah, that jet lag is going to be a mother next week, especially with uh, uh, Desert Sushi. But, I, Billy, the fact of the matter is we're, the, the 18-inch wheel is coming. The center lug is coming. I mean, I, if, if a wheel falls off, it doesn't matter if there's a center lug on it or – or or five lug nuts on it. It's it's not a good sign whatsoever. I don't have any heartache whatsoever 
um, with with it coming on. I know a lot of people were kind of bent out of shape, but Rob Lopes, there was a lot of different moving parts to going from a 15-inch five-lug wheel to an 18-inch center lug wheel, yes? Yes, and, you know, just to, not to beat the dead horse because that, that's all everybody's been talking about, and, you know, the whole world got upset about one lug, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. <laughs> you are dealing with the same fender well opening. Yeah. Okay? And you had a 15-inch wheel with a real wide sidewall. Well, now the fender opening stays the same, but now you have an 18-inch wheel. So now you have to reduce the size of the tire, which is going to change the game dramatically as far as the way the car feels. That being said, you also have to deal with an aluminum wheel that needs to take the loads of these heavy race cars that we build that the NASCAR cars are because they are heavy race cars. Yeah. Okay? So now you need to take the load. Well, the thing of it is is the center lug helps handle the load better rather than a five-lug pattern. It will, yeah. That wheel will handle the load better on a single lug, one big, one big giant lug nut. So that's, I think that's one of the reasons why they're doing it is, is from a load standpoint and from a wheel durability standpoint. Uh, and that, that translates to a safety thing. Now, does it, take, does it take away from the pit stop situation? Absolutely. Because now hand speed for the tire changers is not as important because yeah. it's, you know, you, you run that nut off, it stays in the gun, you put the wheel on, you run the nut back on. Yeah. You know, we're not talking glued lug nuts and all this other stuff that we've dealt with. I mean, we're talking changes across the board, but this is like a big, this seemed to be the centerpiece of the week when they announced this. Like, everybody just lost their damn mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what's funny, yeah. Billy, is the very next day, NASCAR announced that Speed Weeks, are no more. It is speed week. And what I don't understand, Billy Bradley, the greatest thing they ever could do is combine <laughs> it into one week. Yes. But why in the Sam Hill damn tarnation are we running the freaking road course over there for the clash? Have we just run out of shit to do, Billy Bradley? Is that, I mean, I don't, first of all, I don't watch the clash. If it doesn't have points, or mean anything to the season, I could care less about it. I also don't spend a bunch of money and my time to go watch the first three preseason football games because they're trash. I watch the fourth one because it means something. I watch the the duels because it means something. But the clash on the road course at Daytona, really, I think it's a dumb fucking idea. But also, I don't really care. How do you feel about it? Uh, I want to get. I want to. I want to go to this, but I want to ask Rob a question again. Back on the the 18 inch wheel. Mm-hmm. The reason okay. we went to the aluminum rim, and I may be wrong on this, is I'm assuming that the other rim would be much heavier, considering it's that much bigger. Correct. 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 And 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 they couldn't get. They couldn't get the design that they want out of a steel wheel, you know, because because one of the biggest things that they're looking for is more brand identification, more relation to what you see. Because, you know, how many cars, in, in all honest opinion, you know, the Camaros, the Mustangs, or the Toyotas are not riding on 15-inch wheels anymore. They're really not. Right. So they're trying to they're get a not. little more... 
they're, they're trying to update things, you know, more towards what you're seeing in the showrooms, what you're seeing from the manufacturers. Well, to do that, you, can't, you, you almost can't use a steel wheel to get that profile and get that look. And like you said, the weight is a huge thing. So now they're going to a Ford's machined aluminum wheel with a center lug. And, okay, oh, I can't go to the showroom and buy a center lug wheel. No, you can't. But at the same token, in the grand scheme of things, you know what, until you're – I think it was Mike Davis that said it. Until you're pulling a spare out of the trunk, (laughs) are are we really relating to the same things to begin with? Are we really? I I think we all just need to calm down about things and accept what we're getting. And I can't go to the showroom and buy a a single seat vehicle either. So you got to look at it. That's correct. Thank you. And to get back on the last I checked, the last I checked, the Toyotas. (coughs) Is there a two door Toyota? (laughs) Yeah, Supra. (laughs) Right, right, the Supra. Other than the Supra, which isn't running the Cup Series, I mean. Let's be honest. We're 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 crossing boundaries. We're doing different things, and that's yeah. fine. So let's just accept what we've got, and let's keep moving forward, and let's enjoy the racing. Well, I think that's the key. As long as the racing's good, I don't think anybody's going to remember. I mean, it's kind of like the chase. There's still or the playoffs, whatever the hell we call it now. But you know, when it first came out, a lot of people couldn't stand it. Well, then now all of a sudden, now it's it's the the people who who can't stand it are fewer and fewer every year and because it, it works. The fact of the matter is it's exciting. Um, you know, some people just aren't going to like anything, but the chase is something that nobody, you don't hear about people bitching about it much anymore because it's accepted and it's, it's fun. If the car works, Billy Bradley, and it's not the 2006 car of tomorrow, then I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody really gives a shit. Um, right. But yeah, it was certainly a shock. <laughs> Yeah, and you know we did see that they they moved the uh, the clash to the Daytona Road Course, and mm-hmm. I'm okay with it because I'm kind of like you. I, I'll watch it, but it's more of a crash fest. So the next thing is we're hoping that they move the other non-point playing <laughs> race, the All Star race, across the street to the dirt track. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh God, no. Uh, that would be awesome. I mean, yeah. hey, yeah, you know, we'll we'll talk about that. I didn't, I'm sorry, did that come out? I'm, I'm sorry if I messed <laughs> <No>. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, uh, it's got to be better than where it's at now. So yeah, that Charlotte Road and the Charlotte Oval for a All Star race is. I mean, I'd rather hit myself with a thumb uh, or and the and the thumb with a hammer than watch that damn All Star race. Uh, the best part about All Star Weekend used to be the pit crew challenge. They don't even do it anymore. So, um, you know, it's not. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this from a crew member's standpoint, from a crew yeah. guy. Uh, the best part about the All Star race and following up with the 600 is I get to spend two weeks at home. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, listen, that, I just soon. I, mean, I wouldn't. I mind just going soon to not the race. We're all around the All Star race. Well, that would be fun. That that would be uh, that would be that would be wildly fun. Um, in fact, North Wilkesboro was, I think it was thirty years ago this week that Kyle Petty won there, isn't it, Billy Bradley? Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I did see 
that Kyle Petty had uh, something about that on social media. I mean, I yeah. was, I've never known it, but I did see it on social media. Yeah, it was 30 years ago, I think yesterday. Uh, we're taping this on Thursday. I think I think it was 30 years ago Wednesday that he, he won North Wilkesboro, but – um, we're going to a not a short track, not a, not an intermediate track. We're going to Phoenix, Billy. Um, the Chevys have been you know pretty good there as of late, even without that new body style. But the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of good people at that racetrack. They flipped it last year, as as we all know. It still it didn't produce great racing because of the package. As Rob explained, that's been changed. We're moving to. Uh, uh, a different thing, and maybe it's going to be put back in the driver's hands. But, Brother Bradley, you're going to go first. Um, I've picked the winner two out of three weeks, brother, and you know me. I don't like to brag. You know what? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do we really need to bring that up right now, my man? I, I, you know, I don't like to brag. But... I'm going to go ahead and throw this down right now. We are very early in the season for a lot of chess beating on a whole lot of standpoints. <laughs> well, like I said, I don't like to brag. To but calm down. <laughs> but I've picked okay. two out of three, and I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Um, but you know, uh, there's football teams that beat their chest, you know, like the Cleveland Browns. Oh man, we're going to the Super Bowl, and the next thing you know, what? They're still the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> well, I'd like to say that to the Baltimore Ravens too, Jimmy Wags. Um, they, they like to beat their chest Jimmy for nothing, Wags, also right uh, every now and again. But uh, Billy, you you've had a we we both watched Alex Bowman um, miss a sure winner, you know, by out there a couple of years ago. What do you see happening out here? Who's your winner? Who's your dark horse? Well, I don't see Alex Bowman doing much out there with this package. I think, you know, like we said, they're taking away the downforce, so it's going to leave very little room for error on the driver's part. So I think you're going to have to go with a veteran. I'm going to go with. Uh, Kyle Bush and Jimmy Johnson. Shit. Damn. <laughs> those are good. Those are two good picks. Those are good. Two Son good picks. John. Uh, yeah, he he snookered he snookered us. He snookered us good right there. All right. Uh, who you got there, Rob Lowe? I'm gonna tell you what. I I kind of agree with Billy Bradley's theory there. It's gonna take it's gonna take a man who's been in the seat a while. It's got some sense to him. I'm gonna go with Kevin Harvick, mm-hmm. and my dark horse will be. Oh, my dark horse is gonna be Clint Boyer. That's a good pick. That's a real good pick. Um, all right, so I can't see this not going to. So, so the, two, the next two best on, on who I would pick here is Martin Truex Jr., um, Kyle Larson, or Ryan Blaney. I think Blaney is getting close. You, you can only um, pick two. I get, well, I can't. I've only picked one of those three because um, they went uh, pretty <laughs> deep in the damn playoffs. But I think, Billy Bradley, I am going to go back with a Chevy and go with Larson. I don't think I've ever picked Kyle Larson, but I'm going to pick Kyle Larson to pick up his win. I think – I think you'd like to show Chip Ganassi uh, and and Denny Hamlin and everybody else, you know, something. If he I, – I keep hearing rumblings, Billy Bradley, that maybe the 42 uh, driver goes to the 48 as well. Um, and it just – I think Kyle Larson's ready to come out. He likes that track. He's good at it. I'm going to pick him. And, 
Billy Bradley, I- I'm taking Chris Busher. I can't believe you left him on the board, although you took Jimmy Johnson. But I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking Chris the Bushwhacker Busher um, to get up nice. in there and, and to go. And by the way, Rob, did I see something on social media where Ryan Newman was in? Is he in, uh, is he in Arizona? Um, I can't confirm nor deny that. Okay. Well, I think I saw a the picture thing, of him. <laughs> the only thing I can confirm is his seat is not in the car. Yeah. But I am not going to confirm nor deny his whereabouts. <laughs> Billy, uh, let me go ahead and confirm it. He was in Phoenix um, with another driver today, and I can't remember who it was. So it's good to see him out and about. Of course, he went to the shop, and um, we're, we're still I, – I know – by the way, I picked – um, I picked Chastain to finish 12th last week, and he got down there in 17th. Had a couple pretty good runs, but that that car. That's why I'm taking. One of the reasons I'm taking Busher is because he's gotten a lot better on his restarts. As David Smith pointed out this week, but uh, that 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 RFR organization over there, uh, not not blowing smoke up Rob's ass, but they've seemed to got some yeah. fast cars over there. When somebody can step right into it in that kind of situation and put it up there, it's pretty interesting. Um, you pick you know a human is itching at the wheel to get back in that seat because he knows, <laughs> he knows what they had last year. He knows what yeah. he had in Daytona, and you, yeah. know, he, you know he's ready to get back in that car. And I was giving you shit all last year because he kept taking Chris Busher. Well, Chris Busher all of a sudden is a is is a threat um, to get up in there. He, I mean, now. When he, when he won his race way back when, it was rain-shortened, and, you know, I'm not going to say he wasn't a great driver, not a great driver, but a lot of luck played into that. But now he's he's got the talent and the speed to get up there. Chris Buescher's a solid dark horse now. There's, it's going to be an interesting win. race. He'll win a race I like this pick. Um, wow. You heard it here, folks. You heard yep. it here. <laughs> we right here. Really right. I, I think I might – Billy, do I need to send you, like, a 17 hat and a T-shirt and everything? I mean, what do we got to do here? Uh, yeah. I, I, I may already have one. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got one. Hey, sign it for him when he comes to see you. And uh, I was walking to Victory Lane to see Chris Busher in, in Bristol, yeah, Rob. Bristol. He, he sign it as he's going by. Yeah. I'll, make, when, I'll tell you what. He pulled, that 17's in Victory Lane in, in Bristol, and I'm going to make sure you get in Victory Lane, Billy Bradley. I'll, that's, that's what I'm getting ready to say. When he pulls on that rooftop in Bristol, I'm coming to get your ass, and you're going to escort me to Victory Lane. I will, I will escort you there myself. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Um, uh, by the way, um, Billy, you've heard the the podcast there with Barstool Sports. Um, uh, did, yeah. uh, did you hear any of it? I did. I listened to the one today, and uh, with uh, Clint had Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson both call in, and yeah. they were together in Phoenix playing golf. And yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want to tell you it. this: um, with Barstool Sports, I, I, Dave Portnoy is uh, is is great at what he does. I mean. I've known about him for a long time because of my son, not because I mean my son, my son is his demographic, okay? Um, but to hear his take because he now knows just enough about NASCAR to probably confuse the hell out of himself. All right, so he's been doing this just over a year. He's starting to see trends. He's going back to tracks now where he can remember and that sort of thing. But it's good to hear somebody. By the way, pardon my take, another Barstool 
podcast is, you know, in the top. They had two in the top five this week, Robin Drazen and, and their pardon my take, but, but Dave also, he's not afraid to let people know he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about and he'll give his opinion. And for all those people who, you know, were upset, uh, that that barstool is coming in and doing all this thing. That's what they should listen to because they can see it from a brand new fan's perspective. Where we take shit for granted, Billy. We've been watching this thing for hell. I saw my first race in 1976, but to hear somebody like that on a national I mean, level awesome. t- talking about you know what they see from a brand new perspective, it it almost makes me look at NASCAR differently, Billy. Yeah, and he's not afraid to put money into the sport. Hell, he even told Clint Boyer today on the end of the podcast that he would personally buy him a truck to race mm-hmm. and take the money from Kyle Busch. He said, "I don't," or from Harvick. He said, "I don't yeah. care what it costs. If you will drive the truck, I will get it." Well, here's the thing I liked about it when I heard him today. Okay, Rob Lopes, listen to this. Dave Portnoy told Clint Boyer, "He's like, look, the way I think of an athlete being good or not." is if you show up to the ballpark and you know who they are. I don't know anybody on a NASCAR race team, so they must not be good athletes. And Clint Boyer said, hang on now, hang on now. Those guys are the best in the world at what they do, and they are absolutely athletes. And then Clint Boyer said, you know what, we're going to put your ass on the pit crew challenge. And and they said, I'd love to. I'd love to find out how hard it is. And And he challenged them to listen up a tire and all that stuff. But that's what I, I, what I what we've heard for years from like New York media or city media and that sort of thing. All all they do is make left hand turns. You know, it's all this dumb blah blah blah. Well, here's a guy who's like, how hard can it be? But I'm willing to go find out. And if I embarrass myself, I embarrass myself. That is a different type of of uh, that's a different kind of reporting NASCAR hasn't seen before. I like it. I think it's going to do nothing but blow us up. Yeah. And I, like, I, I think I think that's the big thing. Yeah, yeah, and and when he can get into that sort of thing and from the inside out and explain it to all those, um, there's a reason why we're you know 12 percent up on TV viewership, Billy Bradley. It's not because Dale Senior fans are coming back. Um, it's because you know we got a brand new. Uh, we're starting to get a, a new fan base to come in. I think it's going to make the sport better. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. Rob Lopes, uh, give us a full rundown. Can you you are in a sushi restaurant in Arizona, out in the desert? Um, how would you rate it on a scale of one to ten? I would give it a nine. Holy what? And I'm going to be honest with you. The first time I came here, I'm like sushi in the desert. I'm like, come on now, let's be honest. And I will tell you what, I will put it up against any place I've been across this great land. Uh, Billy, you know, I don't care to fight with anybody. Goodyear, Arizona, and I'm telling you right now, this is I make it a point to come here at least once. And, you know, when I'm here for the weekend, and if I can get here twice or three times, by God, I'll do it. (laughs) Billy, you know, I love a debate, even when I'm I'm wrong. But that's a big, bold statement. That that long-ass drive that you had to make this morning when we were talking to you out from California to Phoenix, but (laughs) – you just wasn't hungry in that long drive, or is this an every year stop? You know, if, if this was the first time I've been here, I'd say you might have an argument. But the fact that I've been coming yeah. here for, oh, I don't know, 10 years, and I make yeah. a point to come here. I'm Listen here. When I first That's... came here, I was staying here in Goodyear, Arizona. Now I stay over there by the stadiums in Glendale and made the drive. 
<laughs> That's now, pretty now, tough. Brandon, we, you know, we're, we're not talking an hour, two hours, but, you know, we're, we're yeah. talking, you know, there's plenty of restaurants up there in Glendale I could go to, but I drove down here to eat. So yeah. I almost said it. That's a big yeah. statement. That is a big statement. Yeah. All when right. Comes to eating, yeah, you, you know, you can probably trust my judgment. <laughs> For Billy Bradley, for Rob Lopes, I'm that old. Uh, let's go see a hell of a race out there in the desert. Uh, maybe we'll all even need some sushi and not get sick. What do y'all say? Hey, I'm down with that, and I'll let y'all. I'll give you a report later. Thanks, <laughs> Rob. Right, see y'all. Bye. All right. Well, that marks the end of our show. Thanks for listening to Off the Rails, and we hope to see you again next week.